Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to our weekly show. We're watching romantic comedies and in chronological order, and we're talking about them, and we're watching them, and we're talking, and we're watching. And we're doing all those things. Yeah. Who doesn't like rom-coms? I mean, some people don't, but they, I think they just don't know. I just don't think they understand rom-com. No, that's what we're here. We're here to understand. Understand it all. Context, insight. Yeah. Cary Grant. Ooh, yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. With a little sprinkle of Harrison Ford. Ooh. <laughs> not too much. Not too much and not not enough. Like, Ooh. Like, you know that feeling where it's just like, oh, that was like a good amount, but it's just not enough. We're also got... Audrey Hepburn, Katherine Hepburn. Rosalind Russell. Mm-hmm. I love Rosalind Russell. Other people. Julia. Julia. You're forgetting Julia. I was going to save Julia to last. It's Julia. Okay, Julia's got to be first. Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, Gwyneth Paltrow. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Meg motherfucking Ryan. The queen of rom-com. Queen B. Yeah, we got all of them. Today we have one of them. Today we're watching 1997's My Best Friend's Wedding. This movie's about you, right? You're my best friend. You had a wedding. I went to it. It yeah. was my best friend's wedding. Well, it's focused on you. You are the central focus of this movie. Ah, oh, yeah. A movie about me. I wonder if they have your speech. <gasps> I want to relive that again. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm good. Well... The description for this movie off of DVD.com is when she receives word that her longtime platonic pal, Michael O'Neill, is getting married to debutante Kimberly Wallace, food critic Julianne Potter realizes her true feelings for Michael and sets out to sabotage the wedding. This is that fucking Patrick Dempsey movie where it's gender bent. Where it's he realizes that he really loves her and he has oh. to go save her from the Irish dude. You think everything is that Patrick Dempsey movie. This is, no, this is legit the accurate, he is, in the movie he was the inventor of the coffee cup, like the coffee. The Keurig? No, the thing where you put around the coffee cup at Starbucks oh. to keep your hand from getting burnt. Uh-huh. You know what? I have a pet peeve where I don't like when they do last names in the description of the movie. Yeah, it's weird. It's very formal. Yeah. Julian. It takes, like, you away from the characters. Like, you're not on a first name basis with him. I'm like, is Julianne related to Harry Potter? She must be. Well, this movie stars Julia Roberts, our favorite from Pretty Woman. I don't ever know how to say this man's name. Dermot. Dermot? I don't know. That's how I would say it in my What I'm more concerned accent. about is last name. Mulroney. Mulroney? Mole. Mole Roney. Roney, yeah. Okay. And Cameron Diaz, a name I know how to say. Our first Cameron Diaz. Our first Cameron. Bringing out the Diaz. It was directed by PJ Hogan. It was edited by Garth Craven and Lisa Frickman. It's a hard, another hard name to say. I'm sorry, Miss Lisa. These people are also people who are amazing editors. Gotcha. These are notable editors. We got the whole notable crew here. Oh, yes. Keep going. Um, our first assistant editor was Derek Mitchell. The second assistant editors were Jeff Beatty and Penny Lee Howland. Associate editor was Ruth Hasty. 
The apprentice editor was John M. Vitali, which was, he was also the apprentice editor for While You Were Sleeping. The edit system technician in Chicago was Steve Krause, who also was the edit system technician for While You Were Sleeping and Only the Lonely, which were also Chicago movies. Right. And I am one Facebook friend away from knowing this person. Really? We have a Facebook friend in common. Oh. I am fancy pantsy. Look at you. The movie is rated PG-13, it's an hour and 45 minutes long, and it's rated 3.5 stars on DVD.com. At the 1998 BAFTA Awards, this movie was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Rupert Everett. At the 1998 Golden Globe Awards, it was a Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture nominee for Rupert Everett. It was also a Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy nominee for Julia Roberts. It was a Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy nominee. At the 1998 Academy Awards, it was a Best Music Score nominee. Yeah, that is an interesting one. Well, I'm ready to go watch some Julia. I love Julia. Oh, Julia. She's great. She's a beautiful human being. You know, I watched a documentary about Robin Williams the other day, and... Gary Marshall had some very nice things to say about him. This was like legit old Gary Marshall too. Yeah. Like right after they interviewed him right after Robin died. Yeah. Oh, he was very nice. He's like, oh Gary. Gary Marshall. Let's go. Let's go watch Gary Marshall, Gary Marshallis. This is episode sixty eight, I think. I believe you are correct. Something about weddings. Best friend's wedding. Best friend's wedding. You know, a thing that happened that we subjected ourselves to willingly. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Yeah. This is an essential watch. Um, spoiler alert. I, I knew the ending before watching. Oh, yeah? Because just existing in this world of rom-coms. You get spoiled. You get spoiled on things like that. Especially something like this that subverts the genre. Yep. It happens. So, so what, did, what What are your first impressions, Justine? My first impressions are it wasn't a very good movie. I felt like it started out, like, jumped really into this fast pace, and I didn't know what was happening, and I didn't know the characters' names, and then I was kind of like, what is the plot? It's just like, we're doing this, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Help. Slow down, please. Julia. Julia, what are you doing? What are you doing to us? What is happening? It just was like an instant like decision thing. Like all of a sudden, exposition, exposition. And I'm like, why? I liked the first 20 minutes. It's, and then I was just like, okay, no. It seemed, the whole movie seemed like the end of another movie. Yeah. <sighs> I did not like it. Uh, Yeah. I was like, ooh, look, Ratatouille. This is the the movie opens and it's basically like the opening of Ratatouille where you're going through the kitchen and people are making things. Why she why it was important that she was a food critic, I don't know. Yeah, it never came up like, slightly at the end. I don't know, I missed that part a little. I kind of zoned out at the end. I kind of was on my phone for a lot of the movie playing words with friends with Sam. Yeah, you were. I'm sorry, you helped. 
Yeah, but that I told you if I was helping, you had to watch the movie. I did watch the movie okay. when you were helping. Okay. <laughs> See? So we can piecemeal the shit out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was horrible. Um, I liked the concept. I, I really wanted to like the story. I did not get the appeal of Michael at all. No, he was an emotionally abusive jackass. Yeah, as soon as, like, that first major scene where he, like, abuses his fiance in a public restaurant, yeah. I was like, nope, change the channel. Yeah, if your significant other decides to yell at you in the middle of a crowded restaurant and doesn't give you the chance to excuse yourselves to, like, go have this conversation, like, elsewhere. Yeah, it makes you cry and doesn't care that you're crying. Yes, and other people are staring at you and possibly want to stab you with their forks, like I did. Yeah, I can't believe... I didn't understand what anybody's motivations were. Well, I was just concerned because if this actually happened in real life, Mm -hmm. like, around me and I was a bystander... Bystander? Bystander. Is that a Game of Thrones character? Yes, it must be. Um, Bystander. Wouldn't you like want to go help? Like, go say, honey, okay, let's let's get you out of here. Let's get you cleaned up. Like, you sir need to leave and calm down and like go away. Yeah, I thought like Julia's character witnessing that. I thought she was gonna change teams. I thought she was gonna slap him. I really. I was like Julia. Julia! <laughs> Julia! Julia! Like, why is Gary Marshall's voice not in your head right now? Gary wouldn't stand for this treatment of women. Mm-mm. Ugh. Here's another movie that kind of pits women against each other, too. Yes, but in a much, like, worse and direct way. Yeah. Not in the workplace. Like, just in the... It's, it's again, perpetuating the idea that women are always going to fight over a man. I don't know. The guy was stupid. He was not a good character, and he was a horrible human being, and he expected Kimmy, which is Cameron Diaz, his 20-year-old wife, to basically drop out of college mm-hmm. for her senior year so she doesn't get her degree. Leave her family. Leave her family in Chicago and travel around with him while he's working. Like what is she what is she supposed to do just sit in the hotel room and twiddle her fucking thumbs and possibly knit? Like yeah. as much as I want to sit around and knit, I also want to like have a life outside of knitting. Yeah, I thought it was great that even though she was born into this rich family, she wanted to she had goals. Yeah, she wanted to be an architect. Yeah, which is not a predominantly female career. Yeah. And it's very difficult to get, like, break into in general. Like, my brother had a hard time with it, and he went to one of the best architectural schools in the country and struggled with it. So, like, what the fuck? Why would you ask her to drop out? Yeah. And, like, two days before your wedding, and then, like, you're now just discussing this, and you're now just getting angry about it, and then just blaming her for bringing it up. Well, it was like he decided it and then she was a little, she was too, I guess, inexperienced as to what to say to him because it was almost like she was scared to bring it up. She was. She was like, gulp. I want to talk to you about this. Yeah, but it it was like they should have had this conversation when when he decided this for her. Yeah. And she was too scared. It's very weird. 
very weird scene that like I feel turns me off in the whole movie besides the rest of the movie being bad. The only good part, the shining spot in all of the darkness was George. George. The GBF. The GBF. Uh, he was lovely. He was played by the incomparable Rupert Everett. Who gets all the awards. Who should get all of the awards. Who should get more awards. Uh, yeah. Just says uh, movie is a, is a bag, of, bag of cats. It felt very, very long. Yeah. At the yeah, like I said, I zoned out at the end. I was like, okay, what's happening next? It also had multiple ending points. Yeah, like we could have ended it. They decided to get married. You cut to them leaving the wedding or having the wedding or whatever. They had Julia and Michael have that cute moment during the wedding. Then you have George come and give her a dance because there will be dancing that is how the movie ended but no like it should have ended it should have ended before the kiss and before the chase and before like uh. that stupid letter should have never been sent because she should have realized i don't know it just it just all i don't i don't like it it was set up-y and gross and annoying and i didn't get what michael's feelings were like half the time i was like is he like flirting uh he was definitely flirting and with it w- Julia. With Julia. 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 Uh, you have to tell Matt that we had we just kept doing his impression <laughs> every time we say her name. I'm gonna tell him you're with us in spirit. Yep. Na, 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 na. You like that song though? No, I did. I really liked the music. It's one of those musical mu- musicals, not musicals. Okay, so the movie. Let's dive into the movie. The movie started out hoping and wishing and, and hoping. And, and praying. And, uh, and dancing bridesmaids. Dancing bridesmaids. And dancing bride. I like that. No, I did too. I wanted to know where my dance number was when I got married. I can't do everything, Ashley. <laughs> okay, I Nicholas Cage, calm down. <laughs> I would have choreographed you a number, though. <laughs> if you just mentioned it, like, <laughs> a month earlier, you would have had it. You and Claire would have got together and just, like, had a party. <laughs> we could have did a documentary about our struggling to create this like fossey esque dance number. <laughs> We'd be like five, six, seven, eight. No, don't on the seven. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Claire. It would have been me that would have been screwing up. Claire. I'm gonna take a smoke break. I've taken up smoking at this point because <laughs> <laughs> it's just too stressful. <laughs> In other words, don't let Justine do a musical number on Broadway. What? You can, you just can't choreograph it. But I wanna. You wanna choreograph a Broadway number? It would just be all ripping off of NSYNC's dance moves. <laughs> That's all I know. I would watch that, though. <laughs> can it be a musical about NSYNC? I could... A hundred percent do that. I know all of their choreography by heart. <laughs> Wait, bye, bye, bye. You're doing it backwards. I, I can't. The microphone stand is in the way. I have to do it reverse style. I'm sorry, Justine. And plus, I used to do it in the mirror. So in the mirror, it was the right way. Yes. And you got to jump. Yeah. I yeah. can't jump. I know it, though. I believe you. Good. Okay. Then we're, we're watching Julia be a food critic for once. She is the, the evil food critic in Ratatouille for some reason. At the age of 28. 
Her name's Juliana something. Julian. Juliana Huff. Her name's pretty much Julia, okay? Julia. Julianne, Julia. They called her Jules, which is her actual nickname. Yep. Good job, Julia. Just get that out there. This is where we also um, meet George for the first time. (laughs) What? Sorry, Matt texted back as Gary Marshall. (laughs) Did he? Yeah. That was beautiful. That was magical. Thank you, Matt, for existing. (laughs) So many peaches. So many peaches. What a talent. Did I tell you about that Anna Kendricks? Oh. Oh, she's another. Oh, geez. She's another good talent. But Uh. Julia, man, I discovered her. Julia, I would not put her in this movie. I would I could never see her as the villain. She's just she's America's sweetheart and we love her. She's great. She's a she's a national treasure. She's brilliant. <gasps> okay, um right. She um Julia has an editor who's her friend named George. He's beautiful human. He's, he's the best human in this entire movie. Right. He's there with her and then we immediately learn that he's gay cuz She's like, oh, I gotta call my friend. Oh, yeah, she checks her messages. Yes. Via her cell phone. Yes. To her landline. You know, what you used to do. Uh, Answering machine is what it's called. Yeah. You probably don't remember this. (laughs) Right. So she calls her answering machine, gets this message from Michael, and she's just like, oh, my God, we've been best friends for, like, forever. And we had this one hot month. Mm. Oh, it was so great. And and we agreed that if we weren't married by 28, we'd marry each other. Or we'd die. Or we'd die. Because you have to be married before the age of 30. Guys. Yeah. I missed that boat. I am actually dead. (laughs) You are. You are ghost Justine. They didn't know it. They know it now. She actually actually has to like channel and do a seance before mm-hmm. every podcast. It is very difficult, but I do it. I do it for love. Your candle budget is just like out of the... I'm sorry. I know. That's why we need the Patreon, guys. <laughs> we need the candles. <laughs> it's like, you know, and you got to do the incense mm-hmm. beforehand so you make sure the demons don't come through. I love a good incense. <laughs> I know I gotta bring the jasmine for you. <laughs> Sorry, it's 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 a very particular spirit. It just it, it's it's all part of the process of how I know. And then when we do one runaway bride, I'm gonna have to do it for Gary Marshall as well. Yep. Oh, I gotta figure out what he likes. <laughs> Sandalwood. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I just, ah, oh, just, ch- just give me a sign. <laughs> when I'm at the target, just give me a sign. <laughs> I want to cross-stitch that for you. <laughs> what? It's just like, it's like St. Gary Marshall, so it's like him, but he's like this. Yeah. And then it's just like, Gary, give me a sign. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what we should put on the Patreon. You should have some cross-stitches of quotes. I know. T-shirts. Okay, we gotta do this this thing. This... I know, but the Gary Marshall is so much more fun. I think he's possessed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, "Ooh, is he gonna marry me? Is he gonna ask?" Oh, is he like? No, this is so out of the blue, and we haven't seen each other for years, but marriage i think so i'd be and down he's like my best friend that i haven't spoken to in like six months george he's like you but straight <laughs> i i think julia should have been his 
like uh, officiant mm. at his wedding. Although he doesn't want wedding, he doesn't want a wedding. No, he's very anti-wedding. Um. So so she goes home. She calls Michael. He says, "I've met someone. I've been trying to talk to you for a month. I don't know why Gary's coming back." <laughs> He just never left. She's 20 years old and she's rich. I love her. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to marry her and make lots of babies. We're getting married this Sunday. In four days. It's this whole four-day wedding thing. You gotta show up. Come to Chicago. Come be our friends. So she's going to the airport and she's freaking out. She's brought George with her so she's not talking alone. She says, I'm going to go bring him back. I love how they tried to pass off LAX as like uh, no, JFK. It is JFK. No, it is not. That was LAX. Okay. So maybe it was supposed to be JFK. You are right. It, look, it looked a lot like it, it could not have been JFK. I have only existed in JFK for like an hour, but it did not look like JFK. This was several years ago. What? I don't know why I'm putting on this voice I for don't this know movie. <laughs> It's just, you know, melted our brains and made us this way. You notice that, though, how, like, different movies get different voices from me? Yeah, it does. It's just like, what is it? I have no idea. So, yeah, she's decided. She's decided in, like, the first ten minutes of this movie that she's in love with this guy that she hasn't seen, but she used to go out with. Yes. And she's like, I am going to kill this bride-to-be I'm going to kill this bitch. And then he will marry me instead. Yep. Is her plan. Yep. I mean, kind of, but yeah. No, that was totally her plan. Totally her plan. Because what else could you do in this awkward situation? They're already at the wedding. I don't know. What was she thinking? I'm going to break this up in front of everybody. Yep. She wasn't thinking of anybody's feelings. Julia. Julia. Why are you the villain, Julia? So she gets there and she meets Cameron Diaz, who's Kimmy. And Kimmy's like, be my maid of honor because I have no friends. And we have four days to become best friends. Best friends. We learned that Julia is a tomboy. She mm-hmm. doesn't do marriage or love or any of that. Who needs it? Michael's like, was the... Okay. And he's he's saying this to her. And she's like, you know what? I'm a changed woman. I've been changing. I've changed for you. Okay, Dolly. That's that's what I think of. I'm sorry. It just happened that way. Michael sees her in her bra. Michael is a dick. The girls are gabbing in the elevator. And they're complaining about Michael's bad habits and stuff. And how... Julia's trying to convince her not to marry him by using his bad habits against him. Yeah, but she's like, Kimmy's like, oh, I'm changing all these bad habits. She's finishing her sentences, too. Like, Julia's like, Julia's like, what about, what about this? And Kimmy's like, oh, his snoring? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's gotten worse. I, I know what you're talking about. And, like, it happens like that for, like, three or four times. And then... Kimmy like stops the elevator mm-hmm. and Julia Roberts has a panic attack, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I would do in that situation. Yeah. So like Kimmy's got this problem with Julian being like, he's put you on a pedestal. You are the perfect woman. I don't like it. I thought I was like you, but I'm not. 
I'm marrying. I don't know what the outcome of this was. I was confused. I didn't. I thought it was just like a threat. And then we were going to have like wars. Bride over wars? The, yeah, like like exactly like bride wars. But they didn't. They didn't. They keep forgetting their motivations. Yeah. Kimmy like started to befriend Julia. Yeah. I'm just not even going to call her Julianne because every time I try, it just comes out Julia. (laughs) Julia. 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 At. Okay, so she lands into this party. Yeah, she tries to run out of the elevator because she was claustrophobic and wanted to die. Yeah, but this is uh, some sort of wedding party shindig. Yeah, she runs right into the cousin sluts. Yeah. As Cameron Diaz calls them. Bridesmaids. Yep. Like your cousin sluts. My cousins weren't sluts. No, they weren't. Or are. No, they are neither of those things. They are just cousins. It's it's Claire and I. We were the cousin sluts. You were the cousin sluts? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I will let Claire know that. <laughs> sluts not Lutz. Wait, what? <laughs> Lutz not sluts. Sluts for Lutz. Sluts for Lutz. Sluts for Lutz is my slogan. Which Drew doesn't like. No. That's sad. terribly sad. He should like that. That's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Julia's at the party. She meets the bridesmaids. She meets the mother. Oh, yes. But then she's like, oh, this is like a bridesmaid party thing. It's not like a bachelorette party, but it kind of is because then she goes to the men's party, which is at the ball game. The mo- mother's like, oh, I know Michael said you'd be more into the, the men's stuff, whatever. But first, you-, you have to meet some old ladies. Right. Because she's the maid of honor. She's yeah. got to do her maid of honor duties. I loved that it was the mom from Castle as Cameron Diaz's mom. Oh, it was? Yeah, it was Nathan Fillion's mom from Castle. I haven't watched Castle in a million years. Well, it's off the air now. Yeah, I know. So she goes to the men's party, which is at the, the White Sox game. And she's, like, sexing it up in front of the dudes. Yeah, like, like, shaking it. Like, that's her plan, is to be more appealing than Cameron Diaz. I just don't understand why she had a plan. She hasn't spoken to this man in, like, a month and a half. But she loves him! But then she should have known before he was, like, gonna get married. Yeah. She should have accepted this and just went, took George as her friend and confidant... Or she just shouldn't have gone. Yeah. Actually, Michael just should have not invited her. I think she should not have gone to the wedding. Any of this. That would have been a more interesting movie. So she's sexing it up. I've got moves you don't know about. Julian takes a couple to karaoke because she's found out that Kimmy does not like karaoke and is terrified of it. But Michael loves it. Julia and Michael are like getting along. They always use these sh- shots where they like put like Julia and Michael together in a two shot versus sing- single on Kimmy. Like they do that a lot or then they shift it. So they Or they shoot um Julia and Michael in the foreground and then they have uh Cameron D- Diaz directly in the middle of them too. Mhm. So they, they they did some things. They did some visual styling. Mhm. And I was like, I see what you're doing there. That would be fun if a I director would... of photography was actually called a visual stylist. Ooh. I would edit it the same way. Yeah, I would too. This is where we find out Kimmy's not going back to school. Yeah. And we're like, Julie Roberts is like, oh, don't you like need to to get a degree? Don't architects like that? <laughs> and then so that she finds out about it, the whole plans, the whole traveling around with him, giving up her life plans. 
And this is the part where I thought Julie was going to, like, switch teams. Yeah, and be meddling and, like, empower Kimmy. Yes. Much better movie that would have been. They are going to legit get divorced. In, in six months. Yes. Tops. These, this couple will not last. She should have befriended Kimmy and been, like you know l woods on this whole thing yes and then they would have gone away like walked away in the sunset and been best friends and then it would have been still my best friend's wedding <gasps> yes <laughs> yes dude you subverted the subverted genre <laughs> high five i will re-edit it that way there are so many there are so many ways that th- that can be done yeah it would make the movie shorter at least too yeah it'd be a short i'd submit it to sundance man Probably mm-hmm. win all the awards. Mm-hmm. So they make Kim do karaoke like she doesn't want to. Like me, I would have a panic attack. I'm surprised she didn't cry. I would cry. Uh, I-, I would understandably cry too. And she is terrible. Sorry, I'm just, I lost my place in my notes. Oh, there I am. Can we talk about Iron Man <laughs> instead? Suddenly Iron Man <laughs> showed <laughs> up. Suddenly, Robert Downey Jr. sweeps in and steals Julia Roberts and saves this whole movie. <laughs> oh, she starts, Kim Kim starts having fun and the crowd encourages her because she, even though she's terrible, she's like starting to get into it and have fun with it. And the cl- crowd is like, yay, you're not terrible anymore. You're yeah. fun. Whatever. So like Julia's like, plan foiled. <laughs> foiled again. Yeah, she's like this evil, like mustache twirling villain in this movie. Foiled again by these meddling kids. Mm. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for this meddling child. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know where Julia's insecurity comes from. Like, when you can't be happy for other people, especially like this. She just witnessed somebody conquering a fear. And she's yes. just like, shit, crap, you know? I mean, like, how can you just not... You, something is not good with yourself when you can't... Though, it is positive, like... I did like the aspect of her being the like actively being the villain, like having. I know it's like unconventional, and not you. It's not something somebody that you want to root for, and you don't necessarily want to root for at all throughout the movie, which is what makes the movie feel stale and slow and boring. Mm-hmm. But I do like the concept of the woman with flaws, like mm-hmm. the woman as a villain who's not out for vanity that's why i'm not sure we explored those where those insecurities came yeah from. it would have been better had you had that emotional side of it to where you have the where you you have the context for her derangedness mm-hmm. instead it just comes off as she just crazy she's one-dimensional crazy yeah and it just it would have been better to explore that aspect of it than explore the romantic like romance side of it and i feel like we've had a couple movies like this a lot where we were like oh if they would have explored that issue this would have been so much more better movie instead we're going to explore the romance side of it like reality bites did this Mm. and it just it would have been a such a such a drastically different movie and it puts the audience in a much better position and i mean i've read a, a lot of articles that you know said that this is you know their favorite romantic comedy it's the the romantic comedy of for julia yeah like they just there's this one on hello giggles that was just like this is the julia roberts romantic comedy of the 90s but it's terrible it's terrible (laughs) so i don't i don't quite see that connection with it 
because one you don't like the guy that she's running after because he is clearly emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. but do you think it's because a lot of people view emotionally abusive relationships as a positive relationship almost i don't know i feel like a lot of people saw this when they were young or something and have kind of idealized it i can see that and just uh, trying to figure it because a lot of people don't really realize they don't look at that and say oh he's abusive yeah Mm, that's a problem well i yeah it is a huge problem but it's because we don't talk about emotionally emotional abuse like we talk about physical abuse Mm. people don't realize that emotional abuse is still abuse and it is just as damaging like psychologically you know being hit can often feel just as bad as a twisted or manipulative remark yeah we don't talk about a lot i just found out last year what gaslighting is oh yeah yeah it's fucked up yeah makes you think makes you think about a lot of things yeah i want to get the the definition Mm -hmm. yeah let's get science on this shit so it's to manipulate someone by psychologically by psychological means into questioning their own sanity Mm -hmm. so yeah that's just mean that's gaslighting yeah so then Kim goes off to have dinner with her relative grandma or somebody. And Julia and Michael are hanging out and talking, having a hot dog. Yes. She tells him Kim is being courageous to follow him around. Why would you say that? <laughs> this is when I was tuning out because I was just like, I can't. One, they were eating their hot dogs and talking and it was just like too much hot dog. Too much dialogue with it annoyed too much me. hot dog. It annoyed me that they were sitting on the stairs. Yeah, who does that in Chicago? Yeah, I'm like, no, you move. Get off those stairs. People do that here in LA. Chicago actually provides seating. <laughs> Chicago people would, like, kick you. Yeah, they'd be like, get off the stairs. Nobody would walk around. Somebody would hit them in the head with a bike. Yeah. That's what would happen. Um, then the next scene, Julia and Kim go shopping... And Julia's bringing up the thing about the job, and she's like, then she decides to set the scheme. Yes. The scheme was, there's like this little montage thing where Julia's like, okay, here's the thing. Here's how you get him to stay. Go to your father, say it's a favor, you know, set up this favor so it'll be a favor from your father, you know, so it won't be from you. Say that he really needs help in the marketing department and da 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 So he'll stay and then you'll be happy. And you can go to school. You can be in close to your family. You're all good. Yeah. So this is the part where they're at dinner. She gets like the courage to say, hey, my dad needs your help. Mm-hmm. He's got this position. He would love it if you could do this. And then... Michael gets super mad and he's just like, I'm not good enough for you. Is that what you're saying? Yep. And then Kim gets very upset and Michael's like, oh, I'm the sexist now. Of course. Uh, Like, yes. Yes. You are. (laughs) (laughs) And so like Kim just keeps crying, crying. She takes it all back. Just takes it all back. Just wants him to stay. Emotional abuse. Yep. Controlling husband. (sighs) Then Julian calls george screaming over the phone i have to have him i don't know all of it hung over jules in her apartment george shows up she says i can make him happier than she can and george is like do you really love him 
And she's like, he's so wonderful. And then he's like, okay, then just straight up tell him, tell him you love him. Just mm-hmm. straight out with the truth. Do it, girl. So they go to Michael's suit fitting and Michael gives Julia the ring. And he's like, so what did you want to talk to me about? It's one of those things. Yep. Where she's like, I got to talk to you. And he's like, oh, wait, here, here, hold this ring. What did you want to talk to me about? And she's like, gah. Ring. You're married. Marriage. Marriage. She sees she's, they're distracted by George, who's like falling over the suit. Yeah. <laughs> Just doing Georgie things. Oh, Georgie. You got a name, nickname for him. He's George. I love George. <laughs> I want I want George to have his own television show where he can run off with Tim Gunn and everyone can be happy. Ooh, I like that. Wouldn't it be awesome? Like Tim Gunn would have like a partner in crime mm-hmm. and they could judge Kanye from like a distance and it's amazing and have sass as fuck remarks. So she says that George and her are engaged. They didn't want to make a big deal about it, but she just wanted to be straight with him, say we're engaged. Yep. So then this taxi and like Michael's like, I always thought George was and he's like, gay? Oh, I've pretended to be gay. Why would you do that? It gets all the, the ladies. <laughs> okay. Sure, Georgie. So they go to the rehearsal. Everybody's very excited for George. Everybody, I love it. She comes, Kim comes up like doing bouncing the bouncy and scream. then he bounces. Yeah, he's like <laughs> all squeeze all around. And it's like George, just oh George. He's having fun with it. He's making up <laughs> stories left and right, being the center of attention. Yes, he's adorable. He is the the all star of this movie. So at the dinner rehearsal dinner, they ask him for the romantic story of how they met. Yes. And George makes up this whole story about meeting Julia in a mental institution with Jan Warwick and then starts singing uh, Say a Little Prayer for You. Mm-hmm. And they get the whole table singing. It's All the lobsters are singing. It's one of the famous scenes in this movie. And it's beautiful. And everyone should watch just this scene. Yeah. <laughs> And then George is leaving at the airport, and he's just like, tell him you love him. Bye. Bye. So she goes to talk to Michael and says that her and George have been broken up for a long while, and just she didn't want to say anything or have a fight in front of everybody. Michael admits that when he saw them together, he was jealous. Yes. And says, let's go spend some alone time. So they go on this architecture tour (laughs) which i've been on i haven't i would go i'm never there at the right season we went on it for um school oh okay so so they're on this boat tour and he's like i've been thinking about us the past few days and moments passing us by i don't this scene i'm just like what is going on i don't understand please write in tell us what happened in this scene yes please and then he sings to her and he's dancing with her and mixed emotions because you're like is he flirting is he what is he doing he's the bad guy he is the bad guy julian goes to pick up the father-in-law because she's the best man as well for some reason because the best man is like 12 years old christopher uh, masterson whatever his name is he was not 12 He's not 12. He's like 16. I don't know. Um, But 
She's like, hey, hey, I need to use your phone. I'm an important businesswoman. I must use your phone. She's like, he's like, yeah, 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 sure, you're sure. I've, I've got things to do. So she sneaks in and uses his computer. She hacks the system. She hacks it so well. She just, all she had to do was type in his email address in the send, and it's like sending an email from him. Yep. Because, you know, that's what how it works. Okay, she emails Michael's boss from Michael's new father-in-law saying, I tried to give Michael this job, but he won't leave because of your great job or whatever. I don't know. I really need Michael's help. Can you please do me the solid or something? Yeah, I didn't quite understand. I don't know how emails work. No. <laughs> I don't know how 90s email works. She then tries on the wedding ring and it gets stuck. But then she, like, saves the email. She's like, I'm not going to send it. That'd be bad. Nope, Why am I doing nope, this? Nope. But I'm going to save it. I'll save it for later. I'll save it for later. So then we see the scene with the father. And he's telling his assistant to send all of his saved emails. Yep. Later on in the night, she's trying to get Michael to let her back into the building. Because apparently she's had a change of heart. Or was she going to show him the email? No, she was going to delete it. Oh, I thought she was going to show it to him because that's like her, what her plan or her reasoning behind saving it was. I think she had a change of heart and was just going to be like, nope, I want to delete it. Because it was either she sends it or deletes it. And she didn't do either of those things when she was there. So she had to do something. Yes. So she had to delete it. But she couldn't. they couldn't get in the building. So they go back to the hotel. But he gets his mail delivered to the hotel in such a timely fashion. That he got, uh, Michael gets the mail from his boss and gets a copy of the email. Yep. Which is really rude. The boss or? Yeah, I thought it was really rude to be like, I got this email, this private email. Here it is. Oh, I thought it was like some form of like loyalty. Like, hey, like we're friends. I think that you need to know that this is what's going on behind your back. Oh, I don't know. See, there was just no clear anything in this movie. Yeah, I thought he was doing it like as a as a respect kind of thing. Oh. So he calls up Kim. We don't get to see him yell at her again because he makes Julia leave the room and in turn we have to leave the room. Julia. Get out so I can yell at my fiance over, over the, the phone. phone. <laughs> and then she starts smoking. In the hallway. Mm-hmm. And what the and Paul Giamatti just randomly shows up. He's a bellboy. He's like her fairy godfather or something. Yeah, Paul Giamatti saying no smoking here. And then takes a, takes a hit of his, her cigarette for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like they're smoking pot. That was weird. <laughs> that whole bit was weird. What's his face? Michael opens the door. And she falls. Julia falls, like, for the millionth time. Mm -hmm. Like, we are seriously concerned for her head yeah. at this point. Like, concussions are bad people. So he's like, it's over. I'm all crazy and paranoid, but I'm glad I got you, kid. <laughs> Why did he become Humphrey Bogart? <laughs> That's what happened. Weren't you there? No, because Humphrey Bur Bogart would have been more suave and, like. That's what he's like. He's like, I'm all paranoid now. I can't trust anybody. Who can I trust? I can trust you, Julia. Julia, you're my only friend. <laughs> he embodies Gary Marshall. Uh, and she's like, I got your ring stuck on my finger. 
They tried it on. So he just takes his mouth. And uses his tongue to take it off. He envelops her whole finger into his mouth. Yeah. Down to the... The stub. Yeah. He's like... (laughs) He's like, give me your finger. And then just like takes it out and he's like ta-da like little like cherry trick he's like yeah. and here's the ring Look. he's like i'm a magician so at this point at this point this is like the low point kind of thing this all was low point what are you talking about <laughs> he's just like i just want to be alone and i'm like isn't this what she she wanted it's like it's not what she wanted that's what she thinks it's not what i wanted i'm like but isn't it you just like broke them up yeah how is this not what you wanted, Julia? Julia, I, why? I don't understand this movie at all. Some people are probably listening like, you guys are so dumb. I'm like, explain it to me then. Yeah, please, please do. Please explain this horrible things that happen. So the next morning she gets a letter and I'm like, is the wedding back on? She goes to the wedding party thing. It's still early in the day. And he hasn't told anyone, and neither has she, so it's like everybody thinks it's on except for the bride and the groom who are like, it's over. They're just like waiting for each other to like break. Accept it. Yeah. Either accept it or like break. They Because they both, I don't know. I don't know what they left out on because we didn't see the conversation where they broke up. Yeah. So they used Julia to talk to each other like a, like a like bridesmaid. A- yes. <laughs> I did that. Did you? Yeah, you know, I was texting Sam and stuff and things. Oh, yeah, okay. Julia goes to talk to Kim. Julia tells Kim that she's a creme brulee. And that Julia is jello. And that he wants jello. And that she should not try to be jello. I didn't really know what her angle was on this. Yeah, I didn't either. Kim's like, I want a life of my own, but tell him it's all my fault and I love him. I don't know what to do. And so she goes to Michael and Michael's like does she love me and she's like well does she love me and be like yes well and tell her the wedding is on marry her and then Julia's like no you should totes marry me why you not love me you I love you you marry me and then she kisses him And then Kim sees it, and then everybody starts running, and there's this big chase sequence, and Julia gets in a bread truck and calls George. Yeah. And And George George is is like, nobody's chasing you. Get the hint, finally, woman. Hello. (laughs) Woman, why you no see what this is doing to you and our relationship? She follows him to the Union Station. He's in Union Station, and he's just, like, sitting there. And she's like, hey, on top of all that, reality bomb i want to let you know that i also sent the email i was just trying to win you and he says thank you for loving me that much just what and then he's like you know why i came here because this is where i propose and he tells their little love story and it's precious so now julia wants to save the day because he's told this precious little love story <laughs> and everyone should be loved She's like, okay, you go to wherever you want to find her, and I'm going to go find her. So she calls um, the other bridesmaid, and she's just like, yo, where where would Kim be? And she's like, oh, at the field, of course, as usual, stuffing her face with nachos. So she goes to the baseball field, and she goes and finds Kim in the bathroom, and then there's this big confrontation where other women are like, ooh. Ooh, I didn't like this scene at all. Cat fight. 
because Kim's like, you stole my man. I saw you kiss him. And Julia's like, I did try, but I did not win. He you, loves you. He loves you. He wants to marry you. So they hug. For then, some reason. Then we have a wedding. Then we have a reception. She gives them her song. Well, like it's their song. It's her and Michael's. Yeah. And she gives it to them as a gift. Yes. There's a bouquet toss, of course. The bridal couple leave. But then Michael comes back and gives Julia a hug and leaves. And then when Julia is all alone at the wedding, George calls her up and says, Hey, bitch, I'm here to dance with you. Let's go dance. Let's dance. And it ends like fame. There's dancing. That's it. The end. All of the ends. We're going to do a dramatic reading where Ashley's going to be Michael. I'm going to be Julia Roberts, as I've always wanted to be. There you go. Get it, girl. Yes. And this is right after she says that um, she also sent the email as part of her confession in Union Station. Okay. Okay, ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you crazy, Jules? Are you are you completely insane? I mean, Jules, how could you do that? Michael, it wasn't supposed to be sent. I just I just wanted you to get mad at Kimmy. God, I have done nothing but underhanded, despicable, not even terribly imaginative things since I got here. But I was just Michael I was just trying to to win you back. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't excuse any of it. I'm pond scum. Well, lower actually. I'm like the the fungus that feeds on pond scum. Lower, the pus that infects the mucus, that cruds up the fungus, that feeds on the pond scum. On the other hand, thank you. For loving me that much. That way it's... It's pretty flattering. Except it makes me fungus. And scene. <laughs> Dude, as soon as I said Michael, it, I just went from with Jackie from that 70s show. Yeah. Michael! Michael! Uh, now is the point where we rate the movies. I am going to rate it two mini bar raids. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to rate this movie two... Lobster claws. Oh, that one was good. <laughs> Do my lobster dance. It just makes me think of that um, the Amanda show with Amanda Bynes, mm. and she was like a parody of Judge Judy, Judge Trudy, and it was at the end of the show that she'd just like be bring out the dancing lobsters. Indeed, I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. Next week on the Cutaways podcast, and then there's like this preview. Yep. <laughs> Preview time. Next week on the Cutaways Podcast. We are going to 1991 and watching Father of the Bride. What, what? Requested by Ashley. Because we needed another Steve Martin movie and it's beautiful. Yes. I love I love that movie. Can't get enough wedding movies. Wait, this is a movie we've both seen. Yes. I haven't seen it in a long time, though. I watch it every time it's on HBO. Wow. I remember Steve Martin. I remember what's his face, the wedding planner. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's got Diane Keaton in it. Diane Keaton's the mom. Yes. It'll be fun watching it. It's funny because Steve Martin is neurotic and it's beautiful. So hey, listeners, if you like this podcast, let us know. There are many places you can let us know. First would be like on our Patreon. 
You can become a patron at patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast and get goodies from us. All of the goodies. All the goodies. Another place you can visit is our website. Our website is thecutaways.com. It's got all of our episodes and it's got our blog. Our fancy links to our Twitter and our Facebook accounts. Right. Our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram is at Cutaways Podcast. Oh, look at you going all southern. I know. It's that Julia Roberts. Oh, Julia. <laughs> Julia. I can't even say her name right anymore. It's just always <laughs> Julia. Gary Marshall has ruined and well, forever changed our lives. Gary Marshall is now a part of me. Aw. Thank you, Gary. Oh, and hey, guys. It would be awesome, totally cool, totally awesome if you went onto iTunes, left us a little little rating in the comments and reviews. The ratings uh, help us become recommended to other iTunes people who maybe like like what you like podcasts about rom coms because there are like five at least I know of. Yes, we are one of them. <laughs> yeah, we're one of those five. There aren't many about rom coms. But there are a few, and I've I've been hunting them on Twitter. Good. Hunt them down, Justine. And then we always get, like, really excited. We do, like, the bouncy, like, yeah. you, you watch rom-coms, I watch rom-coms. Because ah! we're all girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like supporting female Of voices. course. Yes, let's do that. Let's go. Let's hand in hand. But we walk alone in fear. Tell me. <laughs> Where do we go? From here. I feel like that's the song that has genuinely connected every one of our podcast episodes at least once. We sang it, I think, like three times. <laughs> I may have cut it out, but... We've we've sang it multiple times. On that note, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and every one of podcast things that you want us to be on. Subscribe to us. We'll be instantly in your ears. With the slumber party. A slumber party for your ears. It's our slogan. I know. It had just happened one day where you're like, that's what we are. The other slogan I thought of was watching rom-coms like it's our job since 1918. I love it. Ugh. Bam, bitches. <laughs> I'm like literally struggling to stay awake. I'm sorry. Well, it is time for us to go now. Yep. See you next week. Peace out, home slices. Bye.